who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Lynn. Hello, I'm Hollywood Lynn. It's my favorite day of the week. Welcome to Everyone is Terrible, the podcast where we discuss all the terrible things and people we see on TV. Today's guest, Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. Hi, B. There. Hello. I'm kind of trying out Bronwyn Wyndham, maybe shortening the name a little. What do you think? Bronwyn Wyndham. That's it. There you go. I like it. It's 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 a new day and a new name. I feel, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like Bronwyn Wyndham needs to make a resurgence. So I'm claiming my original name. I like it. Well, welcome to the Pride episode. Yay! Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride. Are you exhausted? You know what? We're on day 22 of Pride Month. Yes, I am exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> like being gay in June is must be what it feels like to be like a supermodel during Fashion Week. <laughs> Hi, gay. <laughs> Hi. Just say gay. I know I have. So um, I'm the uh, Grand Marshal for OC Pride. And I take the red eye with my mom to go be on the NFL float for New York Pride. Um, you are just gayed out. I am. I'm. I am so gay. <laughs> so gay. All the rainbows and the ruffles. Rainbows and ruffles. I was like, I want the biggest, tackiest thing I can find, and I think I nailed it. <laughs> you did. I'm so excited to see you. It's been a while, friend. Really I know. Is. Why? Why haven't we seen each other? Well, I think we've just both both been busy. I've been. I just dove right back into my audition, so I've been trying to have a productive year and just go with the flow. And so I miss you. Like I do. I, I miss you. But if you're being productive, I can see how not how hanging out with me might not work. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. What so now with the whole bicoastal thing? When I'm home, when I'm in Orange County, I don't go out. Like I'm here with the kids. So yeah. I, do, I don't go up to S West Hollywood as much as I used to. I don't go out in Orange County ever. I'm happy for you. I was like, we got to talk about pride because not only is it pride month, but we originally, originally wanted to talk about pride last time you were on the podcast. Yeah. I got fired during pride. That sucks. <laughs> like, that's, that's homophobic. That's, that's homophobic. homophobic. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember it was like June 17th or something that I got fired last year. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I come out, I get fired. Awesome. Um, no, that was, I, I don't even remember our last podcast. Cause I was, when I get really emotional, I just like tune stuff out. I don't know if that's a normal thing, but like, it was the morning of girl. Yeah. So I don't remember it. I'm sure I was talking. <laughs> You were going through the motions, but yet you had just been fired. We wanted to talk about pride. Like I had reached out because I was like, it's June. Let's talk about pride. And then that morning you got fired from Real Housewives of Orange County. No, and I still showed up for the podcast. <laughs> yes, you did. You are a fucking gangster. And so I was like, you know what? It's June again. This time we're like really going to talk about pride just two gays hanging out. I really wanted to do this, so. Happy Pride. We have earned it. We have earned it. You know, so I, w I went to Pride last weekend and I saw Christina Aguilera. It was fabulous. She came out in a dildo. I put my phone down and my phone has one of those phone wallets that are attached to the back. Yeah. I ordered my drink. I turned around and walked away. 45 seconds later, I realized I left my phone on the bar turned around, ran back, someone had stolen that shit. You know, it's funny, you know, my daughter Rowan lives in West Hollywood and she says that's happened to her so many times now. 
that when they go out, they bring a burner phone, like a cheap phone. But she said that happens all the time in West Hollywood. You have to be really careful. It does. Like people go specifically to West Hollywood to pickpocket phones. Yeah. So she brings like a cheap old one. And maybe don't have your wallet attached to your phone. So when you lose your phone, you don't feel like your whole fucking life has collapsed. Because that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm just barely getting my shit together. I just, when I go out, I have, because I have a wallet phone too. I put one card in there um, and I have my ID, a photo of it, just in case. I mean, not that I get ID that often. The age thing doesn't even matter anymore. That's what we tell ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? We're living in denial. We're living in our own state. This is what it's this is what it's like. This is what it's like, people. I figure I'm only as old as the person I'm dating. <laughs> and you're dating somebody super young, right? I mean, I wouldn't say super young. How old is she? Well, she is a model, so I don't say. <laughs> she is hot as fuck. I say she has big dick energy. She is like literally the hottest girl ever i get turned on thinking about her like it is insane it is insane it's insane like she just walks in the room i'm like hi oh my god she's this thing where she like winks like with one eye oh so you guys are just like in honeymoon never getting out of the bed phase Oh, fuck no. We are both very strong-willed type A personalities. So we, like, are chaotic. We are, like, wah, wah, wah. Uh, I need to see this hurricane in action because I know how you are. We've been out together before. Yeah. <laughs> We've been out to the club. And, like, before you were sober, too. So, like, you know what I mean? New phase of your life. This new gay, fabulous life that you're living. I'm, I'm happy for you. It is so fucking awesome i mean i hear it in the news people are like oh you're grooming your kids to be gay i'm like look i have lived a straight life but i have lived a gay one uh no if you if anyone could choose to be gay they would because being gay is so much better it's obviously not a choice or there would be no straight people <laughs> we've been through a lot in our lives but i can honestly say totally blessed to be gay and would not want to be any other way like just don't even sign me up for it it's sort of like living in the wizard of oz like my entire straight life was the black and white version when i was married i did the you know whatever and i was in the closet and then it's like i came out and it was like dorothy in full-blown technicolor and like that really is to me what life is like now it's like i'm living in the wizard of oz with all the beautiful things surrounding me and it's like so how often are you in new york i mean i don't have anything set in stone sean and i don't have a like court ordered custody it's just we're still married so it's just the two of us doing what works 12 days in new york 18 here 14 days 16 but i mean i try to be there half and half because i truly am i i mean and and i think a lot of people have a hard time understanding this because yes i am a mom and i have these children so when i'm here he's not with them so but I, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I love my time in New York. I love it. I've been having babies in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. And there was something so amazing about going to the city, being with my girlfriend, and just like being Bronwyn. Now you are living honestly the ultimate dream. Like, like you said, you've done the white picket fence thing. You had a bunch of kids, like you did everything you were supposed to. And now you've been granted almost like this second chance yes. at life to be yourself. And there is nothing fucking better than running around New York City without any fucking kids. There is nothing better than New York (laughs) without children. 
I love my time with them. I appreciate it because I do miss them. Um, but then when I'm in New York, I get to be me. It is the best of both worlds. I love it. Their dad is an awesome dad. So like he's a fully competent adult. So I get DMs from women. You got to be with your children. I'm like, look, if your husband or father of your children is an incompetent idiot, don't put that on me because Sean is great. I do love Sean. He's a tall glass of water, a hunk, a super nice guy. Is he <laughs> dating anybody? Yeah. He is? Yes. Good for him. Yeah. I'm sure with everything that's happened historically in the housewives and within families, I'm sure he's like, I'm glad that we got in and got out. You know what I mean? I don't think he's glad we got in. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, I'm out and I'm just going to stay he's out like, now. I went in with a wife. <laughs> like, I came out and you're gay. Like, I mean, obviously he's glad I'm sober. Yeah. No, you know, everyone is glad I'm sober, but I mean, it's definitely, and I don't want to speak for him, but I don't think, and this is for anyone across the board who has had this happen. It's hard when your partner comes out and says, I'm gay. Like that can't be easy on anyone. Even when you're supportive and you're the biggest yeah. ally ever, it's heartbreaking. So it is. Okay. So for my terrible TV recommendations, because after all, this is a TV podcast, I recommend watching Fire Island, the movie on Hulu. It's gay. It's fabulous. It's, it'll fill up your pride month with lots of uh, joy. Uh, Bronwyn, I think you went to this premiere. Did you not? I did. I went to the premiere in New York at New Fest and I got to hang out with the whole cast they're all Housewife uh, fans, which was awesome. Yes, they are. I saw them on Watch It Happens Live and like Joel and Bowden, they're just like totally, they're like Bethany and Jill. We need to actually have like a real Fire Island house. So um, I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> this is my dream is to go to Fire Island with the cast from Fire Island. I was you telling could them be Margaret show in real life and have the house. Yes. And like, we'll all come and, you know, use you for your house. <laughs> But I would just be interested in sleeping with all of them sexually. So I mean, I could watch that. I would definitely pay money to watch them. I'm Matt I am, Rogers. I like women, and even I found the sex scenes in Fire Island hot. Not gonna right. lie. I was like, I yeah. love me some. I love me some uh, Matt Rogers. He's so cute. And that's who I was talking to. Matt Rogers is what I was talking to. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I should say his name or not, but um he was I'm like, let's make this happen. Let's take this on the road and those boys are hot. They are so hot. The only thing is like, like the one that's super hot, Joel, he was like pretending to be like part of the clique that's like not that popular. And I'm like, honey, you're super hot. That would never happen in a million years. Stop pretending you're like not that hot when you're super hot. <laughs> and for my next terrible TV recommendation, check out Ultimate Girls Trip Ex-Wives Club on Peacock. It starts this Thursday. Now, Bronwyn, now that this whole new gate has opened, would you be down to do a girl's trip? Oh, yeah. That I could totally do because it's not like I'm going to just try to destroy your life. Exactly. This seems like it's more fun, like, like a much more fun format. It's temporary. Like you said, we're not going to come in and try to ruin each other's lives in a week. Right. It's like you get in, you get out, you have some fun. And you know, what's funny is I get along so well with so many women from the other cities. I have so many friends in other cities, uh, except my own. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this would just be like a shoe in girl. This would just like, be a shoe in. That would be super, super fun. Um, Have you been asked by anybody? No, no. I mean, if you actually look at it, I don't get mentioned by Bravo anymore. Like they just, they just said they cut me off. It's like I never existed. Well, I think you're fine. I think they will come back and ask you. You're not like nini where you like just left and then threw the grenade at the bridge and just burned the whole motherfucking house down no i you know and i i you're not been... suing andy and the whole fucking network no, like she is it's just ridiculous well here's the thing at the end of the day i don't think i'd be sober if it wasn't for the show i know that i know that it's that responsibility to the fans that at my darkest moments kept me sober so i'll always have like a huge thank you and i came out more power to i actually ran into um the person that did PR, that does PR for Orange County Housewives uh, at a Pride event in New York. Haven't seen her. I think my last conversation, I might have said fuck off or something. It was not so pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my moments with lots of Bravo publicists. Yeah. And so okay. Meredith Marks was there and she's like, come here. So-and-so's over here. Yeah. And I think she knew about my last conversation with her. I'm like, oh, crap. But it ended up being great. And she's like, it's so good to see you. So happy. So great. And it was really nice closure. It was really, really great to like have that, give her a hug and just be like walking away from the whole experience, no hard feelings. Yeah. When they found out about the book I was writing, they were like, what's in it? I'm like, it's not a Bravo bash book. It's like my story, it's more sober based than like, behind. I mean, there is some housewife stuff in there obviously, but it's like, I'm not, yeah. I liked Bravo. I, I think they're great. I love them. Well, yeah, they, they gave you a platform and I feel like, you're navigating the way you're doing. You're doing you. You're not going out and bashing anybody. It should be fine. Are you planning on attending BravoCon? No, that's invite only. Um, are you in contact with any of the ladies from the OC? I mean, I talked to Tamara. Yeah, I love Tamara. Um, and I've gotten really close with Megan King. Yeah, Megan seems like she's kind of dipping her foot back in after she's kind of stepped out of the her little marriage kind of controversy that she had with the bidens that was so iconic that was britney spears circa 2007 i was so here for it i was like <laughs> yeah that was awesome I wait so is he like the jason alexander like 24-hour marriage kind of guy kinda, like? yeah i mean i loved it i was like way to follow your heart just we're we're always doing the right thing like sometimes just say fuck it and do do what you want. I don't know. Like life is short. You know what? Lots of we, fear holds so many things back. Fear holds so many people back, like myself included. I find myself doing things all the time, almost like a self sabotage, and it's clearly always fear. So when you're when you're in New York, are you staying at your own place, or do you and Victoria share a place? Do you go back to her place? Yes. Like what? I Victoria and I live together out there. And you guys have your own spot. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. officially, how long have you guys been going? Like nine months now. Nine months. And the last thing I read is you were having 15-minute orgasms. Uh-huh. <laughs> Still having those? Or are they up to 20 minutes? <laughs> I mean, they literally could go on longer. She is amazing in bed. And <laughs> the things that, I mean... There's just, she, there's just things a dick won't do. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> it's not even, yes. One, there's a thing a dick won't do, but things that like, I've been with quite a few women in my life. She's phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh. So uh, I'm happy for you. You know, you mentioned a book. 
when is this coming out? What do we have a title? I'm excited about this. I do. I don't think I'm supposed to be talking about it too much yet. Um, I'll let you know when I can though, but we're still working out of the ending because so much is going on right now that we kind of finished it up like a month or two ago. And then we're like, okay, we need to come back because of all these other things that have recent po recently popped up. So we're kind of working, reworking the ending because in so many ways, it's like just beginning. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's only just begun. Little we case. should do an entire interview where we only sing songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I did hear a little birdie tell me that you okay so you say you have a new book coming out i did hear that you might have a new show is it true that you might be on tv soon fingers crossed um we should be hearing back any day so the pilot was shot um we will see um it's not a family show oh god so your family is not in it i mean they, they'll be a part of it but it's not based on that and are you the star of the show no, I'm one of a few people. Oh, also with an ensemble cast. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> an ensemble cast, darling, darling. Thank you for that big SAT word. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, but it this is reality, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. I can't remember lines. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> I just want to show up, say stupid shit, and leave. There you go. You are someone that has completely done a 180 as far as lifestyle and as far as presenting yourself to the world like you said you came you came onto this platform married with 25,000 kids what does pride mean to you now um i think not just as a part of the alphabet myself but as the mother to queer kids it's showing up for the community being an advocate for queer youth, I think is very, very important, especially to me um, as a mom. I think we always say representation matters. And I think showing up and saying, look, I came out later in life and that's okay. Um, and trying to break down those barriers because there's a lot of opinions people have when you come out later in life. And I'm glad that I can kind of take the brunt of that to make it easier on someone else. Um, I think pride is saying i'm okay just the way i am you know this is unapologetically us take the enthusiasm you have during pride and show up to the polls i think you can see it. yeah you have to vote our children deserve better they deserve to live in a world where they're allowed to be themselves being a queer person in this world it's not easy um we have bronwyn windenberg on the podcast I had Tinder when I went to Salt Lake City and the pickings there on Tinder, the girls were smoking hot. <laughs> I mean, like phenomenal. So absolutely, I would date a Mormon girl. They are the ones that were on Tinder in Salt Lake City were phenomenal. Well, if you look at the ladies of Salt Lake City, as far as Real Housewives, they're gorgeous. Yeah, they all are. are yes. you, so you, you mentioned Meredith. So, you know, Meredith. Yes. But I run into her at a lot of the events in New York. She's in New York a lot. Yeah. I went to a TikTok mansion party. Well, I was at this party, this TikTok party. And then like after a couple hours, I was like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. So we're walking out and there's a huge line to get in, obviously. And I look to the left and I see this guy and I'm like, 
who is this daddy? Like he was so cute and like tall and I'm like older and like totally my type. And then I get a little closer and he's wearing an LSU hat. So I'm like, oh, so he's like a Southern daddy. Like, who is this? Is this Tim McGraw in the blind side? Like, who is this? So I get up closer and it's Meredith Marks' husband. Oh, he's cute. Yeah. So cute. So I go up to him and I'm like, is that you? And he goes, is that you? And I'm like, we follow each other on Instagram. He's like, obviously, how are you? (laughs) But I'm just like, why are you outside of this 25-year-old party? in the driveway like by yourself this is <laughs> like my he's wife like, ditched me and right? I'm here. he's like Wait. no we're here for the glad awards like she's inside somewhere and i'm like okay all right i'm like oh yes yeah. so that was it was literally um, just a couple months ago i just yeah. saw him we took a picture but then my phone got stolen so i don't have the photo of me and daddy anymore i'm sorry i will facetime you the next time i see them in new york <laughs> we can get like a group shot that would be so great. So what were you doing in Salt Lake? This was a while ago. This was um, during the pandemic when I was fr- still friends with Noella and she was still married to James. That's where James is from. So I went out there with oh. them. And then the last time we talked, you were just like, this is hard because she's my friend and she just got cast on the show and now I'm not on the show. So like, just to kind of wrap up that part, have you spoken to her? Yeah, after that day, she made up some like bullshit excuse that I was talking about her behind her back. Totally not true. Um, never talked to me again. Broke up with me in an email to Sean. Uh, when her father passed away, I reached out because I know there was a lot of unresolved stuff there, you know, because they weren't very close, but she was starting to, and that's hard. Um, and so I reached out for that. And um, she called me once during filming and I called her back and we talked for a little bit, kind of, that's it. But, you know, I'm still really close to James and let's be honest. There's, there's not a lot of people that know what actually happened. And I'm one of them. So yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, we only know what she came on the show and regurgitated. And I, I'm choosing to use that word because it literally was like, it, nothing made sense. It was just like a bunch of information that we were supposed to run with and, all of us were like, wait, what? Like, you're insane. And like, I was here for her going after like, um, <laughs> after Heather? I, love she, yeah, I love that she challenged Heather and like, yeah, that was awesome. Is, that was um, awesome. You know, cause when it comes to that, I'm like, I'm slightly t- uh, team Jeff Lewis, you know, like Jeff Lewis, like really hates Heather. And he really like, hates me too. <laughs> oh, does he? I mean, we've never met, but yeah. <laughs> Jeff Lewis hates you. Yeah, it's weird. Never met him. Do you think it's because he's best friends with Shannon? But like, I, that's probably a big part of it. And Kelly, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with yeah. <laughs> Kelly did call in a couple weeks ago, but it was only to like further double down on like Heather, which is like kind of hilarious to me. But I mean, a lot of people said I did too much, and that's fine. Let's just be honest. I have met- But that's who you are. That's who you are. Like, you didn't come on and like start right. shit on purpose, though. You no, were just I just blow shit things. up on the daily because that's my personality. Yeah. No, the the but with me for you is I feel like you just weren't paired with the right people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, because taking me and Emily me. Simpson and saying go be friends, it's like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> You know, here's the thing about Noelle, and I will say this for better or worse. She lives in a fantasy world. Now, when that fantasy world is great, it's amazing. Let's rent a helicopter. Let's do this. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, the downside is 
she gets wrapped up in things that maybe aren't always based on what's actually happening in the world that the rest of us live in. Yeah, I, I do think that it wasn't about coming on too strong and being too much or like starting shit with. I just think what she brought, it just wasn't sitting well with everybody. I think it's because there was a lot that didn't make sense because it, it wasn't what was going on. Honestly, the whole thing with Orange County feels like a hot potato to me. Like, I can we just kill it? Like, it's over. Like, it's just done. That's what you know, you're talking about Ultimate Girls Trip X Live Club. I'm so much more excited to watch that with Tamara and Vicky than any new. Like, I feel like Orange County is done. Once they sung that song at the finale, I like I had contact embarrassment for them. I'm like, oh, this okay, okay, wrap it up. I guess. Orange County is boring. There's nothing to do here. There's like four restaurants and everyone's kind of exactly the same. Like we are interchangeable. I'm including myself in that, at least the way that I look. But like it's done. There's not that much interesting shit happening here. I agree. I agree. And I think this is like the last hurrah is, is like combining all these housewives and city. I think it's genius. We've only been talking about it for so fucking long and they finally, finally did it. Finally and did it. They finally much, listened. Like better format. The overhead is low. Get in, get out. You don't pay everyone a ton of money. Like low overhead, quality television. And I think we're in a much like our fast paced world now where people want content quickly. Perfect. Perfect. Summer house mashup. That was amazing. No, that you was know? amazing. But you know what was interesting <laughs> is I just heard Tamara say uh, just a couple of days ago that she wasn't even originally asked to be on Ultimate Girls Trip. It was like very last second. And then Vicky Is Tim goes, remember Vicky got sick? Vicky well, yeah, COVID? that's what Vicky said. Vicky goes, well, I had COVID. So maybe they were trying to replace you with me, but it worked out for both of them. But thinking about it, you could have been thrown in there very easily too because it's ex-wives club. Like you are an ex-wife technically. And I told you, they Bravo doesn't, mention me and their updates nothing it's literally like i never existed oh no well i hope they don't do that i really i mean don't. that's just if you go back and look you know how they do like the little updates on people they haven't they just don't anymore so play the cards right like wh who would you want to be on an ultimate girls trip with ashley darby leah i mean i know i like ebony too i love ebony but leah and ebony are something so i'm trying to figure out people that get along that's getting harder you know i love heather gay she unfollowed me on Instagram, and I don't know why. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I unfollowed everyone from Bravo. It wasn't personal. I just was sick of seeing mean shit written about myself all the time. <laughs> what about Jen Shaw? She scares me a little bit, not going to lie. I like the nice one. No, I just think it's like, you know, I was on a TV show. I was a heavily edited one. I hope you guys are getting to know the real me through my Instagram, through stuff like this. Like, life is good. Life is happy. Follow your dreams, make smart choices, you know, kiss the hot girl, do the things. Um, you know, I think the thing I've learned the most is when you really go outside your comfort zone and you live your life authentically, amazing things happen. The things that are coming to fruition now are beyond my wildest expectations. You know, when I talked to you a year ago, I really thought like, that's it. I've done everything I can, you know, um, this is the end of the road for me as far as everything and i couldn't be more wrong i just you know life is beautiful and thank you for remembering me and inviting me for pride because it's so important
Of course. Um, I want to thank my guest, Bronwyn Wyndham. She is from the Real Housewives of Orange County. She's writing a book. She's coming out with a new show. She is a fabulous woman and um, happy to call her a friend. Thank you for coming on the podcast. You guys, this was the Pride episode. We got Ultimate Girls Trip coming. We got Real Housewives of Beverly Hills coming. I'm asking some old friends to stop by the podcast and say hi. So I'm really enjoying this season two of Everyone is Terrible. Bronwyn, stay terrible. We love you. Love you. <laughs> stay terrible, my love. <laughs> stay terrible. We'll see you next time, kids. Bye. Who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Lee.